0: Tom Holland does not look like a 35-year-old man. There's no way this is going to work. <laughs> I like I love Tom Holland, but he's a 25-year-old guy. So I was pleasantly surprised to see that this was a pre-uncharted game story. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Other Brothers Podcast, the show where two best friends give their thoughts and opinions on any and all consumable content out there in the world. I'm John,
1: and I'm Colin, and we are your hosts. And today, we're going to be talking about a movie that I, I we've talked about it a lot uh, in and amongst ourselves, and there's been some hype, especially I think from you, John. What are we talking about today? <laughs>
0: Today we're going to be talking about Uncharted, which is a very new movie that just came out a little bit ago. And yeah, I am super excited to talk about this because I am a huge huge fan of the Uncharted video games. They This is based off of a been... video game? Yeah, shocker, <laughs> I know. Crazy. Um the Uncharted franchise by Naughty Dog for PlayStation has been like one of my favorite series of video games. Ever, ever since I started playing them way back when, when I just had a PS3. Yeah, I just love the Uncharted games. So I was very, I was very interested to see what they would do with it in a movie setting. Going into this movie, I I went in with a very open mind because a lot of times video game movies are awful.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I was really worried about this movie going into
0: it. So, I was really hoping that this movie wouldn't, like, ruin Uncharted. Fair. um, (laughs) Because I love Uncharted. So, that was a fear I had. But I went in with an open mind. I went in knowing that it was going to be different because it is. It's its own thing. It is not a video game. It's a movie. So, you have to take those liberties to make it cinematic in a different way than the video games would make it. One thing that I do think that Uncharted as a movie had going for it going into seeing it is that the uncharted games are very cinematic in and of themselves so that i think gave me hope that they were able to do it justice
1: yeah no that's totally fair i haven't ever really played the uncharted games i don't really know a whole lot about them i've played like a level of one game at some point years ago so going into this movie I didn't really know anything about the characters. I didn't really any- know anything other than it that being like a treasure hunting style movie. Um but aside from that I don't really know much about the overarching story. So to get these characters and a surprising amount of backstory and it to get kind of, you know, a little bit deeper than I was expecting, this movie was really good. I think it was a good adaptation of a video game which is really rare. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that being said, I haven't really played the video games, so I don't really know, like, the baseline between if this, like, matches the game or not, or does justice to the game. But as somebody who hasn't played the game, I enjoyed this movie.
0: Sure. And that's totally fair. And we will definitely get into that in a minute. But first, because this is a movie review, Colin, can you give me just one sentence of a summary of this movie without spoiling too much of it?
1: Okay um hmm tom holland makes his own national treasure movie
0: international okay very cool yeah i like that um i was gonna say indiana jones teams up with laura Kraft laura Kraft. laura indiana Kraft. jones te- <laughs> laura craft founder of craft mac oh, and cheese man.
1: buy some today God. we are sponsored
0: let me take two on that, Larry. Right, here we go. Take two. Indiana Jones teams up with Lara Croft and some old guy who's not an old guy right now because it's Mark Wahlberg, and they try and find a treasure, but the bad guys get there first. Ish. That's I mean, my sentence. that was maybe a little
1: spoilery, <laughs> but like,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, redact that. Laura Croft and Indiana Jones and Mark Wahlberg team up to try and find a treasure. That's my sentence. I'm sticking with it. It took me three tries, but we're there. Perfect. Um, Love it. And since this is a movie review, as always, there will be spoilers from here on out. There may have been an accidental slight spoiler (laughs) from me about 20 seconds ago. Ignore that. It's fine. I feel like it's an obvious one, but... There will be spoilers. We are going to go in depth in what this movie contains. And also, if you haven't played any of the Uncharted games, I probably, because I know them, will be spoiling things from those as well. So just a word of warning. But let's dig into it. Um, I definitely have a lot of thoughts on this movie. I I assumed
1: you would as as I was walking out of the theater. I was like, oh, John's going to have a lot to say about this one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So... I'm probably going to end up jumping around this movie a little bit. I'm going to try and stay relatively chronological just because it'll make more sense. Um, This movie starts off with action and a little bit of a scary scenario for our main character, Nathan Drake, played by Tom Holland. We see Tom Holland hanging just by his boot in a strap on a crate out of the back of a giant airplane high up in the air. It's a very crazy way to start a movie, but it's pretty cool. And I actually really liked that they did this because this is a very iconic moment from Uncharted 3 where Nathan Drake is on a plane and ends up being not on the plane, but outside and climbing crates to try and get back in the plane. And then later on in the movie, we see the rest of this scene play out because it kind of cuts back to a flashback in the middle of it but that scene that is is a video game moment and i love that that's the biggest like that's a big one that they chose i'm really happy that that's one they chose because that is a very iconic one from the uncharted games and i thought that was really cool to include
1: yeah i'm I'm curious to hear like what parts of the movie were from the games as we talk about it um Mm -hmm. This scene ends, though, with him getting ca- caught by someone, and then we uh, push forward to a museum heist that actually took place 15 years ago with a uh, young Nate Drake and his older brother. Yeah. And it, this scene had a surprising amount of heart to it. When a movie chooses to do this kind of cut flashback kind of thing, um, there's almost like a tropiness feel to it. You, you know what I mean? Like, like very much, like, a, yeah. Oh, we're we're cutting back to this thing from this action scene, and we're gonna spend five minutes here, and we're gonna go back to the action, or we're gonna spend most of the movie going up to this exact point, but this point going back into the past is the exact reason that led to this thing, which I mean, kind of is, but the whole time I really thought, and i we mentioned spoilers. I really thought that it was going to be his brother that caught him. And I don't know, like if in the movies or if in the video games that that's kind of like a thing, but um, you know, I was fully expecting it to loop back to that and that to be the character that reaches out and it's a big grand reveal and it's really interesting. And this movie tricked me. It's not. Is Sam like a character in the games or is he just as kind of elusive? Because we don't really see Sam at all in this movie, except for like post credit scenes.
0: So, through the first three Uncharted games, there is no mention of Nathan Drake having a brother. Okay. We don't find that out until the fourth Uncharted game, which takes place a lot later in Nate's life, which I can get into details on some other time. But um, Sam is Nathan's older brother in the Uncharted actual like timeline. Um, and he does get kicked out of the orphanage that they are a part of when Nate is young. We find out later in the movie that Sam is dead, supposedly. At least that is what Nate is led to believe. That also is something that happens in the game. It happens differently, but the idea that Sam is dead and that's what Nate thinks for a very long time is accurate to the games as well, which is interesting. So I did not think that Sam... Well, actually, I didn't really know what was going to happen with Sam in this movie. Oh, interesting. um, Because... I had no idea what was going to happen. So the whole Magellan treasure idea is not a story that happens in any of the games.
1: Oh, so this is an original like for this movie then?
0: Yes. Okay. It's an original um, treasure hunt that is not a part of the games. So the Uncharted games, time-wise, take place later in life than this movie takes place for Nathan Drake. In the games, Nate is in his like 30s. In this, he's 25. Yeah. I, I was going to ask about that. This movie more shows him like meeting Sully, kind of learning how to work with him, because in the uncharted games, Sully is also a lot older than he is in the movie. So that's interesting too. that was That was where I wasn't sure what to expect, because going in, I was like, "Tom Holland does not look like a thirty five year old man. There's no way this is going to work. <laughs> I like, I love Tom Holland. I think he's mm. awesome. But I'm also so used to seeing him as teenager Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Like, that's Tom Holland. So I was like, they're going to take him from being, like, 18-year-old Peter Parker to 35-year-old Nathan Drake? That's not going to happen. He's a 25-year-old guy. Like, it's not going to work. So I didn't realize going in that that's not what they were going to do. So I was pleasantly surprised to see that this was a pre-Uncharted Games story. Because um, it made it make more sense.
1: So within the world of the video games, then is this technically canon, or is this its own split thing? Like, did they change too many things for it to like fit within the world of the game, or no?
0: Parts of it definitely could fit within the world. Parts of it might not. Okay. So some spoilers on some of the games in Uncharted Three. There is a flashback scene where we get to see younger Nate. It's probably like mid to late teens Nate so older than we see him in the orphanage but younger than we see him in this movie and that's where he meets Sully in Uncharted 3 we see him meet Sully in that kind of a moment pertaining to that specific story so it's a different meeting of Sully and Nate
1: gotcha gotcha
0: in like the canon video game world but I'm not mad at how they approached sully being introduced and kind of getting to know his character in the movie because like i said it's a movie they can take their liberties and they can do what they want with it that's fair and i think in order to introduce sully as a character that we're meeting for the first time that was a good way to do it and so i thought that was really cool
1: yeah and and when we meet sully uh played by mark Wahlberg, he i i don't know what it is about mark Wahlberg, um I think after watching The Happening and Transformers movies, like, it gives, like, a B-actor vibe to me, even, which he shouldn't, because he's Mark Wahlberg, and, you know, he's been in some good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, after watching those movies and seeing him cast in this and in the trailers, I wasn't 100% sure, but I think he does a great job.
0: I think Mark Wahlberg was a very safe choice. mm for this movie. I, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just think Mark Wahlberg is like good at action movies mm-hmm. with a lot of action and a lot of effects and things like that. Mark Wahlberg fits into that role. Um, do I think Mark Wahlberg was the best choice for Sully based on the video game character of Sully? Not necessarily.
1: I will agree um, with that.
0: But I think Mark Wahlberg took the liberties he took and he did a good job making the character his own.
1: That's fair. When when I was watching this movie, I was reminded a lot of uh Burn Notice. Do you remember that show?
0: Yeah. And I love Burn Notice. I
1: think Bruce Campbell would have been amazing in this role cuz he can do like sarcastic action and like reminds me a lot of that kind of like he's really good at that kind of character. And I the whole time I was like Mark Wahlberg's on screen and he's doing great, but I really wish it was Bruce Campbell.
0: You know, now that you say that, I think if this was, this movie took place with Nathan Drake being the same age as he is in the games, mm-hmm. Bruce Campbell would be a great fit because Bruce Campbell is a little bit older. Um, yeah. I think because they were going for a slightly younger Sully, Bruce Campbell might not be the best choice at this point because he is on the older side right, now. Right. But I don't disagree with you. I think that would not be a bad choice <laughs> at all.
1: Had this um, movie been made back in like the early 2000s, then it would have been perfect.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. That would have been awesome. <laughs> very, very cool. so yeah that's that's just my kind of feel on Sully in this movie in general. He did a good job of capturing the greediness that Sully kind of has in the uncharted games because he's very much about money. Um, right. that much is accurate. It was interesting seeing how they went about Nate and Sully like meeting and starting to get along and like trying to figure out. How their relationship would grow. Because in the games, they're essentially each other's best friends. They really are. Okay. That is not a vibe that you get from this movie at all until like the very end, (laughs) though. Sully in this movie is definitely in it for himself. He's definitely a backstabbing, greedy jerk. A little bit, a little bit. And I think that that makes sense for a younger Sully who has not grown to understand nate and build that relationship with him yet so i think that's interesting within
1: the games is he as like not backstabby but backstabby as he is
0: in the movie no not to nate especially okay um in the games they have been working together for a long time so probably about like 10 ish years because that would make sense based on the timing of this movie versus the timing of the first uncharted game and they know each other. They trust each other completely. They okay. have worked a lot of jobs together. <laughs>
1: I'm, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I really thought that they were setting up like a villain twist for Sully. And I thought that Sully was going to be like not the overarching villain, but a villain within the movie. Um, I, I really mm-hmm. thought that that was the direction that they were headed. And there were multiple points where I was like, oh, here it comes. Oh, Sully just popped back up. All right. Great. And it just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm glad I was wrong.
0: Going in, I knew that wasn't going to be a thing. The person that I wasn't sure about, though, was Chloe Fraser.
1: That's who I was just about to ask about.
0: So Chloe Fraser is a character in the Uncharted series as well. She doesn't pop up until the second game, but she's in all of the subsequent games, I believe. I think she's in Uncharted 4. Um, Chloe is also a greedy person. who mm-hmm. is very in it for herself and in it for the money. That is very accurate to the games. That does not change. If anyone was going to be the backstabby one that I thought was going to be the backstabby one, it would have been Chloe.
1: Yeah, her popping up uh, like with the villains was definitely like a nice, surprising shock.
0: Yeah, but then was like, oh, that that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. And that's something that does happen in the games. In Uncharted Two, she does kind of turn on Nate and goes back and forth between like, is she a good guy, is she a bad guy, whose side is she actually on? And that's the vibe that we get from her in this movie. And they leave that very open at the end of the movie because they don't reconnect with her. She's just driving her own boat. So within
1: the world of like the video game, um there are multiple scenes within this movie that it's not quite stealth, but it's also like a cinematic conversation. Are there cutscenes or are they like quick time event cutscene kind of things? Or is it like you have to interact to like continue on? Because the whole movie really, I feel like, captured a video game. I don't know if it captured the Uncharted video games or not,
0: but to me it really felt like a video game. So I'm just going to list some of the things that I noticed throughout the movie that did translate from the video game in a way that I thought was pretty effective. Okay. So I'll go through some of those just because I think that kind of ties into what you're asking. Right. Um i already talked about the plane scene that was in uncharted 3 that happened um the way that he moves in that scene specifically like climbing those crates jumping um the one thing that i thought was very outlandish in a movie setting was the way that he jumped from that final crate onto the plane i was that, like That's that was not a bit a far jump yeah <laughs> at all but in the video game when nate jumps Sometimes those are the jumps he makes, and I'm like, that's not possible. But, like, okay. So I wasn't mad at it because I was like, that makes sense video game
1: wise. The one thing that really got to me on that, outside of that jump, just real quick, was th- there's a henchman. He's got a gun and he's firing this handgun, and he's just like casually standing up on this crate or like leaning up against it or holding onto the thing and is holding remarkably still for being outside the back of an airplane holding a handgun. Um, yeah. And, and then obviously he gets hit by another crate and goes flying off into the ocean. But like it it felt like a video game. Yeah.
0: Yes. There was a lot of video game mechanics, I feel like, throughout this whole movie. So the plane was one. The journal is a big thing. In every uncharted game, based on the treasure and whoever like whoever's treasure it is that they are searching for. Nate has a journal of that person and notes that he takes and writes down in those things and in the game you are told to use that journal to help you solve different puzzles and different things like that so they i think they captured that really well in the movie where they're like all right let's look at the journal what does the journal say for this specific puzzle how do we incorporate what this journal is telling us into solving the puzzle so like when oh okay they're in the church when well when they're actually just like trying to find the church because they don't know that they're looking for a church they're like we need to find a tree but then it's literally just a sign outside of the church that is the picture of that tree i'm like (laughs) okay that's a use of the journal that's a very simple one but then when they're in the church um and sully's like hey look at the ground here what is this and they like and nate's like okay this is the church these are the stairs this arrow is pointing to where the stairs are That's kind of very puzzle-esque in terms of how the Uncharted game would work. You have to search for those kinds of things and figure out what they mean, which is really cool. I (laughs) think one of the funniest moments was when Sully was using the journal and he was like, turn the keys clockwise, and it shot a bunch of stuff out at them. (laughs) Uh, That was just a funny moment to me. Um, And I don't necessarily know that using the journal wrong would cause traps like that to happen. Right. But if you use the journal wrong, the puzzle doesn't solve and you don't move forward until you actually figure it out. So that was kind of a cool video game mechanic as well. Okay. Another thing that I don't know if they necessarily intended on this being something that was noticed, but it's something that at least I made a connection to. So I'm sure they thought about it. Mm -hmm. The whole crazy disaster start to the movie, right? The whole flying out of the plane thing, start to the movie, Um, and then cutting to a flashback. And then coming back to that scene, like, two-thirds of the way through the movie, that is a very similar thing that happens in Uncharted 2. Not with a plane, but in Uncharted 2, you literally start the game shot in the stomach, hanging off of the side of a cliff in a train. Great. Um, And you start the game by climbing this train while bleeding to death. And then you have flashbacks to earlier on in life like a couple of weeks before until you make your way naturally back to that scene in the game and have to like redo the whole thing you basically work your way through the train again while being shot but you understand how you got there now that's kind of how the plane scene happened in the movie and i thought it was really cool that they oh neat made it happen in the same kind of way it was really cool to me yeah um yeah, it did feel very video game esque to me as well. Even like the fight choreography was very video gamey in terms of like just like punch, punch guy, but like it doesn't do anything to the guy, so yeah. he, you like need to keep hitting him in like the same kind of way, um, and then you get knocked down and you get choked. There are a lot of fight sequences in Uncharted that are like quick reaction things where like that's
1: what it was just about about yeah
0: you'll do like a punch combo and then it'll like slow motion and like you'll get be you'll be like put in an arm bar and if you don't push the right thing you'll get hurt versus getting out of the arm bar and getting them to like get knocked down or something so i think the way that they choreographed it was in a way that made it kind of feel like those moments of fighting in uncharted which was really cool too
1: okay One thing that really, I guess, stuck out to me and I I wanted to ask about was like, what about the like progression of the game versus the progression of the movie? Because the movie stays grounded for a really long time. And I remembered for some reason that the Uncharted games get like, yeah, this could only happen in a video game kind of thing. And seeing it on the big screen was great, such as the two pirate ships being flown by helicopters, having a battle, a pirate battle in the air. Being suspended by helicopters, cannons firing, big action set piece, goodness. It was great. But like thinking about that scene being at the end of the movie versus the action scene in the auction house that is in the very beginning, with uh jumping mm-hmm. to the chandelier and then having to escape out from that. It it felt not like a different movie, but it felt where one was very dramatic, over the top, just fun. The other was like this very grounded almost like bond kind of feel to it where bond films also have that over dramatic stuff. They also have the really small stuff. And I, I don't know, is that mm-hmm. kind of like the vibe of uncharted or did that feel weird?
0: So I think what I like so much about uncharted as a game is that it does at times have that bond feel where you're like stealthy and you don't necessarily want to be noticed. And you're at this party or auction and you're trying to sneak in the back and like, work your way through security without making yourself noticed. But then there are crazy fight moments where like you're driving a Jeep and you're literally just blowing up Jeeps behind you with a giant cannon, (laughs) things like that. So it's absurd at times, but there's also moments where it's not. I think this captured a lot of both of those, which was really cool. One thing about this movie as a whole is I thought it was very fast paced. There was not a lot of downtime um, throughout this whole thing. They did not let you really sit in a lot of moments for very long, which I'm totally here for.
1: So normally with like a fast paced movie, I'm not for that. Like I like to be able to Mm -hmm. sit and enjoy the emotion of a scene, you know, get to really feel the character weight of like a big important decision. Kind of like if you go back to our Encanto review, like I wish that that movie slowed down a little bit or was a little bit longer. That way you could enjoy those moments. I felt this was really well paced, even though it's really fast. You have just enough of those moments to really kind of enjoy it.
0: Yeah. What I think the fast pacedness of this is kind of also an ode to video games because when you're playing a video game, you don't want the entire thing to be cutscene after cutscene after cutscene. Yeah. You want to actually play and move your character and be engaged in whatever you're doing. Yeah, so, actually play the game. And Uncharted as a game does have a lot of cutscenes because it, like I said, it's very cinematic, it's very movie esque. But a lot of the character building and growth is in the moments where you are actually moving the character and just going through the game. So I think building those characters while the action's happening and like Sully leaving with the key at the auction and leaving Nate there and Nate being like, are you just going to leave me? But then Nate appearing in the car, that's a big character moment, but it doesn't take like long period of time to build that moment to like be like, Oh, maybe they don't trust each other yet. Yeah, but like also they worked well as a team, even though it seemed very chaotic.
1: Yeah, or like them um, getting onto the airplane, like it's never expressly shown mm-hmm. how they get on the airplane or into the trunk of that car. They're just kind of there. <laughs> yeah, and I and I think it really works not having to show every single little scene like that, because that's just a whole lot of setup and being able to skip over those little bits really does push the story forward. Plus also the reveal of uh, Nate and Sully in the back of the trunk. And they're like, oh, we've been in there for 10 hours. Like, that—that's that's funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. The relationship between Nate and Sully, even though there's not a lot of trust and they're not super close, the banter that they have, I thought was really well done. I thought that was well written and pretty to the characters from the games because they do just like pick on each other sometimes like the calling him like hey kid that's a constant in the games like that's how sully refers to nate a lot even as a 35 year old nathan drake like that's just what he calls him so (laughs) So, that made sense to me hearing that was like oh good kind
1: of like when nate was like making fun of him for having tinder open kind of thing
0: yeah that's one thing about this movie that i thought was really cool so this movie was a lot more modern era than the video games are. Right. At least, at least like the first three games. Well,
1: when did the first game come out? Yeah.
0: So the first Uncharted game came out in 2007. So that was like.
1: Oh, okay. That's a while ago.
0: The very beginning of like smartphones, time, and things. But like that game was, I'd feel like, not set in 2007. There was not necessarily a specific year given in the game, but. Even by Uncharted Four, which takes place like years and years after the third Uncharted, um, they <laughs> there's a moment in the game which is so funny to me where they are playing a video game like in okay. his house, and they play Crash Bandicoot on the original PlayStation. <laughs> so like the console they have is an original PlayStation. So setting time wise. To me is a while ago. Yeah. So technology obviously is not as far forward as it is in this movie. But I think the use of apps, like the tracking app and like the earpiece instead of like a like a big Bluetooth headset thing or like a walkie-talkie was so cool and so different. But it was a nice addition to see that and see it in modern day, which was neat.
1: But not only that, but it really seemed like now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I only saw the movie once. Um, there are no holograms in this movie, right? It's all, like, overlaid images on top of each other on screens. So the tech is all, like, believably real. It's not, like, made-up hologram tech. Or is there a hologram?
0: Yeah, no, no hologram tech.
1: Yeah, okay. No. So, like, the, I, I really enjoyed that, that the tech in the movie seemed realistic. Yes. Because, like, that that's one thing that can, like really take you out of a movie especially mm-hmm. for me is that like you know we're going into like this spy mission and like when they like are going in and they're gonna do like a bank heist and they pull up this like huge 3d hologram of the space with like these labels and intricate yeah. details it, it it just really takes that you know it takes me out of the moment a little mm-hmm. bit because the tech is just i know we'll get there eventually but yeah. since it's not real it it doesn't feel right definitely you know?
0: it's great in an iron man movie but like in a heist movie it doesn't necessarily yeah make sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. In a comic book movie, sure. But in a almost grounded movie where like they're still trying to obey as much of the laws of physics as possible. Laws of physics as possible. You know, it's.
0: Yeah. 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 I love the use of the technology in this movie. I think it makes it a little bit different and it makes it its own, which, like I said, I think is totally viable and totally cool. Um I only have a couple more notes on the movie itself, and then I just have a couple things that I do want to talk about in general about it. Yeah, sure. Um, But one of the things in this specific movie that um, is an ode to the first Uncharted game is the lifting of these ships out of the forest using nets. So in the first game, it's not ships, but the whole premise of the first game is finding Sir Francis Drake's hidden treasure, or like finding out that he was not uh he was not buried where they thought he was essentially um and drake's fortune is the name of uncharted one and drake's fortune is the lost city of el dorado um, oh okay cool the golden man specifically so like they go and find this giant golden sarcophagus which is probably worth a ton of money. And the bad guys are trying to lift it out and they use a helicopter and a giant net to lift this giant gold sarcophagus out of the cave or whatever that it's in. Um, On that topic of the giant golden sarcophagus, one thing that happens in all of the Uncharted games that didn't happen in the movie that I was looking for is there's always some sort of like supernatural element
1: yeah i was curious about that too
0: that in the moment is a supernatural thing that happens but then afterward there's like actual science and reason behind why it happens and it's always really interesting to me when that happens in the games there wasn't really any of that in this movie there was no supernatural-esque thing
1: i thought that they took a really hard turn toward the supernatural when they were trying to find the gold underneath the city when they were going through the uh the different underground layers through the church um mm-hmm. and they rounded a corner going around looking in the dark and all of a sudden there's this like glowing purple that turns into this like blue and it's like this changing color thing and the music's getting kind of weird and then it turns out to be a nightclub i really thought that before the nightclub reveal happened that we were headed towards a supernatural r- reveal of like some like ancient gem that like grants powers or shoots lightning or something
0: interesting that is not a thought that i had but yeah i know i really really thought that
1: that's where we were going with it
0: that's so interesting that you had that thought
1: yeah (laughs) does uncharted go toward like this uh this this direction does it get supernatural am i am i wrong about this and then it turned out to be the nightclub and i was like okay did they did they mean to do that or did they mean to tease the fans or was it not teasing the fans and avoiding like, so hearing you say that they'll do those little like fake outs of like something that seems supernatural and then turns out to not. I thought that that was a really good uh, example of that. I enjoyed Mm -hmm. that. I enjoyed that a lot.
0: Yeah, that's actually really cool. That's something I didn't notice and I saw it twice. What the heck? (laughs) Wow. I'll have to look for that next time. That's cool though.
1: There was also another fake out that got me. When the bad guys show up to where the two ships are, uh, there's a massive explosion as they open up the cave a little bit to get their boat in. Uh, because uh, Nate jumps in, swims through some rocks, and like gets out of the water and sees the ships in the distance. And the bad guys blow up the rocks to get their boats in. Then they're shoveling out. I really thought that they were going to try and dig to sail the boats out. When they brought the nets in and the helicopter, it blew my mind. I was like, ah. There it is. There's the video game. I'm liking it. Yeah.
0: So I knew that they were going to do that because of the trailer. And that's something that they kind of showed in the trailer. So (laughs) I wasn't surprised by that. And I kind of wish that I was because it would have probably made me like it more. Yeah. But even though I knew that, I was still excited to see it because I thought it was really cool.
1: One thing that I really enjoyed about this movie, and I I think I enjoyed it because I was so surprised by it. And I want to know if it's real or not. Is Tom Holland doing all of those drink tricks in the very beginning? Like the, the bartending, like... is Oh, is, I is wholeheartedly that believe him? that
0: he is. I yeah. 100% think that that was him.
1: Okay. That was a lot of fun. That was a ton of fun to watch. And now I want to take classes to learn how to do that, because that yeah. it was great.
0: <laughs> of all the things that were definitely, like, CG in this movie, I have no thought that that was one of them, because... If he can do all of his own Spider-Man stunts, he can definitely do some bartend choreography. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's totally plausible. I'm curious how many bottles he broke in the process. But... True, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think he did those things. So, yeah. Um, I Moving on to the end of the movie and the post-credit scenes.
1: Yeah, we get two post-credit scenes in this movie.
0: Two post-credit scenes.
1: And I was very surprised by that.
0: One of them I didn't really think of as a post credit scene because it happens like before the actual credits happen um, is the first one yeah, where we see a prison and we see Sam alive in a prison cell. Right. Did that surprise you? Did you think he was actually dead based on the movie?
1: No. So when it turned out to not be Sam in that car flying through the air scene, um, mm-hmm. it surprised me, but I wasn't like, I don't want to say I wasn't shocked. I was definitely – I had my expectations subverted. Yeah, look at us using, like, film terminology. Wow. Um, (laughs) Okay. And I really thought that Sam was going to pop up at some point in the movie. Like, I really thought that we were going to get, like, another postcard being dropped off at his house or something. Or, like, him showing up on a boat to join the air thing, you know? Or him, like, on the verge of death in one of the pirate ships already. Like, I I thought that that we were going to get Sam at some point. But then by the time that we didn't get him toward the end of the final fight, I was like, okay, Sam is not in this movie. This might be a one-off. I don't know how Sam is done in the games. You know, if Sam isn't a character in the games, then, like, this makes a lot of sense. But I'm kind of surprised, but not shocked. And then, when it yeah. shared the post credit scene of him uh, writing a postcard, I was like, oh, they're planning on doing more of these. Okay. Because I really thought that this was just a one off. I didn't realize that they were planning like a series or like planning to do like sequels or, or anything like that.
0: So, and then obviously sitting... the
1: second post credit scene happened, and I was like, oh, so they are planning on doing a sequel. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So, sitting in the movie, watching it the first time, and seeing how it played out. I was really hoping that they were not planning on it being a one-off, just based on the fact that there was so much stuff yet to be explored. Okay, and how they could probably do some movies with a lot more relation to the video games than what they have up to this point. Because, um, like I said, this is it's it's very much its own treasure hunt. This does not happen in the games at all, which I think is really cool that they did that as its own starting off movie um that first post-credit scene is an ode to the fourth uncharted game where we actually meet sam because sam is a major part of the fourth game he is like your main person that you tag along with throughout the game Um, oh okay and it takes place after he gets out of prison he finds nate but nate has thought he has been dead for a very long time And Sam comes to Nate in that game and is like, hi, I'm alive. I need your help finding this treasure. So I'm curious if they go that route because they showed Sam in this prison cell, or if they go a different route with it, because they could do something completely different as well. Um,
1: So out of, you know, talking about the movie specifically, I know that Tom Holland, after he does the current show on Apple TV, once he's done recording that, he said he wants to take a break. Um and he said that when he was done with Spider-Man No Way Home, he you know, mm-hmm. he just needs a break from acting for a little bit. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to do the t- same kind of like time jump forward between like the first 3 Uncharted games versus the fourth one with this first Uncharted movie and the sequel.
0: Yeah, I don't know. The reason why I don't know that they might that they're necessarily doing that is because they could have already started filming a second one just oh, based true. on just based on the second post-credit scene, because I think that might just be a scene from whatever sequel comes out, because that is very plot forward in terms of what that story could be. So in that second scene, they are meeting with a guy that I don't know. He's not, he might be a character from a game, <laughs> um, but he's he not. He is
1: the most bad guy looking bad guy yes. to ever be a bad guy.
0: yeah he totally is um but he is not like a main bad guy in the games um okay i will say that at least not that i remember which is if he is um uncharted fans don't come at me i'm sorry i'm a human i forget things um but anyway
1: was the was the villain of this movie from the games at all i know that the storyline it wasn't but okay what about um the girl i forget her name
0: no she was not either.
1: okay she was a really good villain, though. I, I yeah, really enjoyed and did not see her betraying him um, in quite a brutal fashion, too. But I really enjoyed her character. I thought she was a fantastic villain, commanded the screen anytime that she was on it. And like, yeah, really good at like, is this somebody that since Sully doesn't trust, I should trust? Is this somebody that's also just in it for the money? I mean, working with the bad guy, sure. But are they like, not a bad guy, just? with the bad guy because the bad guy has money oh no no she's a bad guy oh okay mm-hmm. she's a she's a really bad guy oh oh, she killed sam oh sam's not in this movie he's not showing up she might have actually killed sam uh oh yeah. and then a boat gets dropped on her and it's like oh wow that is a very video game way for a villain to die but honestly i'm yes. here for it <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: and real quick but i know we're talking about the post credit scene but the one thing that I wanted out of that ending fight was use of the cannons, because you can't have two flying pirate ships battling each other in the air, people swinging back and forth between the ships without firing the cannons.
0: I love the use of the cannons. I thought it was awesome.
1: Yeah. The fact that the cannon was used to destroy the other ship and that with the lighter. Oh, perfect.
0: It was absolutely perfect. It was awesome. I, yeah, it was so cool.
1: Anyway, back to the super
0: evil villain bad guy in the post credit scene. So, Nathan Drake is meeting with this guy to get a map, supposedly a treasure map, to find a different treasure. And there is mention of a man named Roman. Okay. Roman is in reference to a bad guy in the first Uncharted game called Gabriel Roman. He's like the main bad guy for most of the first Uncharted game. Okay. And they also mention that this map was on a German U-boat. And in the first Uncharted game, you actually go on this German U-boat, which is found in a forest. Okay. That feels very stuck like... Stuck in a waterfall. Have you ever read... Stuck in a waterfall. Have you
1: ever read Clive Cussler or any of his books?
0: It's very Clive Cussler-esque, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, it really is. Because <laughs> you, you're describing this and all I could think is that this feels straight out of a Clive Cussler novel. Yeah. This is great. So... Man, I feel like I should have played more of these games. <laughs>
0: I think you'd love them. Um, So they're meeting with mention of Roman and of this boat and this map that they found on the boat, which makes me think that this sequel is going to have a lot of ties to the first Uncharted game. I don't know how they'll incorporate Sam into it because, like I said, Sam doesn't come into play until way later on in the Uncharted series. Um, But they could definitely incorporate that and kind of tie some games together and make it their own thing again, which I'm totally here for. Because they could do that and make their story their own. It doesn't need to follow the same canon story of the video game series. I'm okay with that. But it was really interesting seeing that. And then also seeing Sully appear in this post credit scene. (laughs) But he's got a mustache and um, Nate throws him a cigar. The mustache and the cigar are two very iconic Sully things that were missing from this movie. And I was like, all right. It's Mark Wahlberg. I guess that's why Sully is this way. But the fact that they made Mark Wahlberg grow a mustache for this (laughs) post credit scene makes me so happy because it means that they're gonna make Sully get older in some way, which is awesome. So he's got the iconic mustache. He's got the cigar love. And I think that's so cool. And they talk a lot more. Well, they talk a little bit more about the ring that Nate wears around his neck that was given to him by Sam. Right, right. So I'm not sure if they'll tie that in more in future movies. I'm hoping they do. That way people who haven't played the games but like the movies get a little bit more backstory as to why that's so important. But those post-credit scenes make me very excited to see where they go with the Uncharted franchise in a movie setting.
1: Oh, absolutely. And with, you know, with what we were saying earlier, video game movies aren't ever good. You know, I mean, like, we're getting the Sonic movies and Sonic 2's coming out, and those are surprisingly fun, and I think a lot of it has to do with, like, Jim Carrey, but, like, those are kind of an exception, and, like, this movie is a really big exception. I think the last time that we got, like, a really solid video game adaptation outside of Sonic would be, like, maybe Tomb Raider, and that was a long time ago. Like, I'm having a hard time thinking of, like, good video game adaptations
0: recently. Now, which Tomb Raider are we talking about? The Angelina Jolie ones or the newer one? Because I like the newer one more than the Angelina Jolie ones, personally. None of them were rated very high, just in general. But <laughs> no, I No, no. I mean, like, I guess either.
1: But, like, and they're, they're not great, but they're not bad. Do, do you know what I mean? So, like, for this movie to be as fun as it was and entertaining as it was, and for the story to be as good as it was, and the, the look of it, the effects, the action, the all of it, the score. I really enjoyed this movie and, and I'm looking forward to it being, I'm, I'm hoping a Renaissance for better video game movies in the future. I'm hoping that this kind of turns the tide on it.
0: Yeah, I hope so too. Um, so I have given this movie a lot of praise so far in this podcast because I do think it's a pretty well done movie. I do have some negative things about this movie, That are just personal negative things. Maybe they're not overall negative things, but I do want to go through some of them quick as well, just so you get both sides of the coin. The biggest thing that this movie is missing to me... Is more of Sully's cat. Well, Sully doesn't have a cat in the (laughs) games, but I love that Sully has a cat and he cares about this cat in this movie. I love that so much. Um, That is a great choice, and I think it's awesome. No, one thing that is missing from this movie that after watching it a second time, especially it makes a lot of sense that this part is missing is there is an entire character that is so crucial to the Uncharted franchise that we have not met yet. Oh, okay. So, um, her name is Elena and she is the first person aside from Nathan Drake that we meet in the first Uncharted game. Oh, okay. And throughout the games, There's like some weird tension between Nate and Elena from game to game. Like they have gotten together and then gotten not together and then gotten together and then gotten gotten not together. And in the fourth game, they're married. Oh, wow. So big jump. Yeah, I know. So spoiler for the fourth game if you ever play it. But she's not in this movie at all.
1: Do you think that they've replaced her character? No. No. Okay.
0: I think that they're. Because of when they meet in the Uncharted game, the first Uncharted game, I think it makes sense that we don't know her yet. I think that she is a character they might add in the next movie if they go the route of the first Uncharted game as the main story plot. There might be other ways to introduce her, but I think that she is such an important part of the Uncharted franchise to not have her exist in a future movie would be a major disservice. And that would be major points against it in my book. For this movie I won't like gotcha. count that against okay. it because I think as a younger Nathan Drake it makes sense that he doesn't know her yet. So I'm okay with that.
1: Okay. And like this movie didn't really feel like it was missing a uh love interest at all. You know, I mean like we got little hints at like Chloe and Nate maybe having a thing for each other, maybe wanting to have a little bit of fun, but nothing beyond that. Yeah. And I think that this movie like hinted at it, but it never focused on it. And I think that that really did a service to the movie in not focusing and not leaning into that, you know, Mm -hmm. not putting a love story on top of this uh, treasure hunt heist action fest. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) No, and that relationship between Nate and Chloe is very accurate to the games as well, because there are times where they like are very flirty and kind of have like those just kind of into each other, like in a physical way kind of thing. But it's not anything serious. So that definitely fit the vibe of their two characters, which I thought was cool cool that they threw that in there. So the post credit scenes really made me wonder, how is Chloe going to fit into the second movie? If they are going down the road that that second scene made me think they're going down, which is the uncharted Drake's fortune route. Um, Chloe doesn't necessarily have a place because she's not in the first video game at all. She's a character that comes in in the second game. So I'm curious to see if they incorporate her at all. And how they do that if they choose to. Mm, Okay. Just questions I have. So that's something I'm curious to find out. Oh, one thing I totally didn't mention that I loved about this movie. And it's probably a part that you thought felt like a very strange beat in the movie. And you probably don't even remember it right now. Is when they wash up on the beach after they fall out of the plane. And they walk onto the beach and they talk to this random guy. Because they're like, oh, Oh, yeah, we're falling out of the sky and this crazy stuff is happening. He's like, oh, yeah, I've been there. And he says something else. That guy, his name is Nolan North. That is the man that's there. Nolan North is the voice actor for Nathan Drake in the video game. I thought so. So I love that they did that to give him his moment. And the recognition of him being Nathan Drake and the line that he says where he's like, I can relate to that. I'm like, that's awesome to me. I really liked that. (laughs) I just thought it was cute. It wasn't necessary, but it was a nice little moment for him to get the recognition that I feel like he deserves since he created the Nathan Drake character entirely. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I I mean, he voiced him is what I mean by that. But yeah, he is the one who gave him personality and gave him the character that he is. So I love that that was a part of it. I thought it was really cool. That's all. That's just another little thing that I really liked about it.
1: Yeah, no, I I had a feeling as soon as it was a character and they were stopping to talk to somebody, it felt like it almost felt like this movie's like Stan Lee moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think Um, so.
1: But like it was it was really cool. And like it was enough knowing that this was based off of a video game. Mm -hmm. that that kind of interaction was like oh this person's really important they either created the character and created the games or that's actually the voice actor one of the two and that's what was It was that
0: one which is awesome yeah yeah
1: yeah no seeing him was really cool and i'm glad that they did that it was a lot of fun and that kind of wraps up my thoughts on it john do you have anything else to uh anything else you want to say any other notes that you want to bring up
0: not really i mean probably i don't know okay (laughs) but i'm good for now you you know what
1: (laughs) if you think of them um save them for when we talk about uncharted 2 because that's going to be a thing
0: yeah yes it is that has been um confirmed as a thing so (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) yeah and if you have anything that you the listener have to say or you know i'm curious or have things that you want to tell us let us know in the comments
0: yeah, whether you agree um, with our thoughts or you disagree, if you thought this movie was awesome or if you thought it was terrible, tell us about it.
1: So, John, it sounds like you really hated this movie. Um, yeah, it was awful. How, how would you score this movie on a scale of one to five, with one being walking out of the theater, which I know you did, and uh, five being absolute best movie?
0: Um. Okay, I've given this a lot of thought. I saw the movie twice. I walked out both times. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> just kidding. I did not do that um but i really did kind of enjoy this movie and i wasn't sure going in if i was going to because i am such a big fan of the video games i feel like this movie kind of paved the way for a sequel to like blow it out of the water though okay like in terms of what they could do like with a bigger budget with more fan support because of this movie um i would probably rate this movie like a three or a 3.5 oh okay so it's not that i didn't like it i did like it but knowing the video games and knowing the things that can happen in them i wasn't like i wasn't shocked by the things that happened in this game it didn't surprise me as much as i was hoping it would okay there was a lot of moments that were related to the video games which was a very nice connection but i still wanted that shock factor a little bit because in the games when they grab the statue out of the ground and raise it in the air and you have to jump onto the statue and shoot it to make it fall down. That's crazy to me. Yeah, That's a much bigger moment than, um, especially since the trailer told me that they're lifting these ships out of the forest and I knew that going into watching the movie, I wasn't that surprised by it. So that kind of was a bummer that I knew all that was going to happen. So maybe that's not against the movie, that's against what they put in the trailer. Mm. I don't know. But I would probably say... I'll edge on the higher side. We'll go 3.5 Okay. Um, as my rating. Gotcha. But that's because I am also hoping that a future movie does surprise me and shock me and blow me out of the water and just make me go, that was incredible. And I want to leave room for that to grow. So that's where I'm at.
1: 3.5. Fair. Okay. What about you? So because I don't really know the games, I went into this mostly blind. I'd seen one trailer. A while ago, back when the trailer first came out, and then, not purposefully, but just kind of managed to avoid seeing other trailers for the movie, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot more fun than I think I was expecting to. Not that I, like, set the bar low, but I was so worried about, like, a video game being turned into a movie that, like, I wasn't sure how it was going to pan out. And, like, you never know what a studio's going to do. Like, it might be a fantastic game and then a really bad movie. I had a ton of fun, though. Um, I'm, I've been trying to figure out if I want this to be a four or a 4.5. And I think I'm going to put it as a 4.5. This was a solid Give it to like, it, man. Do like, it. it. Like it, it felt like the next iteration of like a national treasure, treasure hunt style movie. And those are like, I know that I love horror and I love sci-fi and I talk about them a lot, mm-hmm. but a good treasure hunt movie. Oh, perfect. Awesome. Love it. There, There's a whole podcast that will never be released because, uh, I broke the audio, which is totally my fault, but uh we did a whole podcast done to Red Notice, and it was so much fun and you know yeah. we, we gushed about it and talked about it, and oh, it was awesome mm-hmm. and so if that had been released, you would know that I'd really enjoy a good heist movie and a and a good treasure hunt movie, and the uncharted did it, so yeah, four point five
0: good, that's awesome. I love that you gave it that I think it deserves that, especially from. Just someone from the outside, like, looking in on the Uncharted franchise as a whole. I think this is a really good way to kind of get your feet wet with Uncharted and, like, hopefully make you want to play the games.
1: Oh, if I had a PlayStation, I would buy all four games right now. Four? Four?
0: Four or five? Four? Four. I always say four and a half. Um, Oh, okay. (laughs) So, there's four main Uncharted games. There's Uncharted Drake's Fortune, Uncharted Among Thieves, Uncharted Drake's Deception, and Uncharted 4. And then there's Uncharted, The Lost Legacy, which is not centered around Nathan Drake, but centered around Chloe and an adventure that she goes on. It's a shorter game. Oh, interesting. It doesn't take as long to play. So I would say four and a half. Um, Okay. But yeah. So there is a bunch of Uncharted to play. Would recommend if you ever get the chance. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I am very excited to see what a sequel brings. I cannot wait.
1: Oh, me too. It's going to be a ton of fun. And and with Tom Holland kind of taking on this more like, not being a boy but just like straight up just action hero Uh, yeah but still maintaining that kind of charm that he's able to bring to the role uh
0: i think i think that's the kind of character that tom holland wants to like grow into yeah because i know he does he doesn't want to be spider-man forever yep because he has said in interviews he like if i'm doing if i'm still spider-man by the time i'm 30 i'm doing something wrong now Nathan Drake on the other hand if he's doing that when he's 30, 35 that makes total sense so that's different (laughs) and I think that makes a lot more sense that's kind of like his Ethan Hunt which is Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible that makes more sense yeah
1: oh Um, absolutely and and he looks really comfortable in the role I'm looking forward to the sequel already so yeah
0: yeah cool hopefully you enjoyed the movie as much as we did and you also enjoyed what you heard if you did enjoy what you heard this episode don't forget to rate us five stars on whatever podcast listening place you like to use
1: and if you did not enjoy what you heard today well um we're gonna have sully pick between you and gold so uh good luck and uh, spoiler well, he'll probably
0: pick the gold
1: <laughs> well <while> you're uh, <laughs> dealing with that dilemma uh go give us that five star rating anyway there are new episodes of the other brothers podcast every tuesday mostly
0: if you have any suggestions for what we should review next or any top five ideas for us you can let us know that on twitter instagram or tiktok at other bros pod
1: and most importantly tell your friends about us we're having a great time and there's more of you every day listening to us and it's honestly kind of great thank you for joining us
0: yeah i've been john
1: i've been colin and thank you for listening to another episode of the other brothers podcast and we'll see you guys next time